that's oh that's wrong hi hey hey there hi welcome <laughs> to super game pass 2 i am your host bronson fiore uh no aaron reynolds today he is in the hills of montana with family it, it seems but i am joined by the always lovely mod mommy emily holslander Cool, let's go. Got shit to talk about today. Okay, and then our very own HR ninja, Jesse Pewitt. Good morning. I'm being a DJ in a weed today with my shirt. Um, I like it. I very much like it. I'm, I'm being a sleepy, <laughs> sleepy boy today. So, yeah. Could have worn my other one. It's uh, It's got Cloudbeard and Tifa on the front, and there's a snow angel of Sephiroth, and it says... <laughs> Did Sephiroth do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. <laughs> fair enough. All right. So it has been another lovely week of video game news has happened. Oh, boy, has it. Yes. Uh, and we are here to talk about it. Well, you two are here to talk about it. I'm going to try and ramble my way through it. <laughs> um... Don't get snowed in without your CPAP machine. It is not a good time. For the love of all that is holy, uh, be safe out there. Yeah. I love waking up every, like, hour to two hours. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, because, Jesse, you're, you're on a CPAP, right? I am, yeah. Yeah, it's, that shit is life-changing. It is. I finally like wake up and I'm like, oh, this is what normal people feel like. Yeah. When yes. they wake up. Yes, it is. It's fucking wild, dude. It, it's great. Like, uh, let me tell you, if you're a big man or just a big, like, like, and I don't mean just fat like us. I mean, just like big dude. Like, you got a big neck. You're stout. Something along those lines. Uh, get, get a sleep study because you, you may, you may be having some problems. That could be fixed. Yeah. I wonder if the dude from Slipknot has a CPAP because his traps are just like so, like, like this yeah, big. Yeah, because he headbangs yeah. all the time, so he's got well, like, yeah. a huge fucking neck, so, and his traps uh, are huge. So th- this is something I have noticed that everyone I know who is on a CPAP is either super fucking tall and big, or they just have a gigantic neck. Like, yeah. like like my yeah. like my friend Charlie, he 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 uses a CPAP. He's he's average weight. He's maybe a hair taller than me. He's very healthy, but he just has a really big fucking neck. So so like he has to be on a CPAP. Um, so it's it's interesting to say the least. Uh, anyway, moving forward, we got video game news to talk about. Uh, though if 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 y'all out there want to know about fixing your sleep, let us know. So, uh, first news story, the FTC is suing Microsoft, uh, to block its Activision, uh, its Activision Blizzard purchase. It has filed a legal challenge to try and block Microsoft's plan to buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, according to a press release from the regulator. The lawsuit was filed today after weeks of back and forth between Microsoft, Sony, and regulators over competition concerns and the future of Call of Duty. The FC argues the acquisition would enable Microsoft to suppress its competitors uh, to its Xbox gaming console and rapidly grow subscription content and cloud-based gaming content. 
You can read the FTC's redacted complaint here. Um, this means nothing, in my opinion. Surprising nobody. Uh, Microsoft will likely make some concessions, and then it'll it'll happen. So, whatever. Yeah, look, this is the company that got hit with a non-compete lawsuit in the late 90s, and... Yep. What the the FTC wanted to do was break Microsoft into two separate corporations, one for the operating systems and the hardware, one for the, like, office suite, you know, that kind of thing. And they avoided that by basically spending a shit ton of money on Apple and propping up the stock of it. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, they'll find a way. Yep. If by some Microsoft finds a way, they do. They definitely do. So, and if they and if they don't, like, let's say that the UK and the US are like, "Fuck this, we're not letting this happen. Go fuck yourself." Well, cool. That's sixty-eight point seven billion dollars that they can now spend on acquiring smaller studios. Which, um, you know, considering that Capcom. Yeah, like Capcom, who has been shopped around like a $2 whore, or, you know, fucking, uh, they could go out and they could get Square Enix. Uh, they could go out and get, you know, m- you know, multiple different fucking companies that exist already. So, you know, we had, the, we had this conversation, uh, what, like two, three weeks ago about, like, what is that fine line of it's okay to buy? Because, like, Bungie is not a small studio. Like that like I hate to break that. That is not a small indie company. And Destiny makes a whole fuck ton of money. Not Call of Duty money. But still a whole fuck ton of money. So like what is the line? Is my question. And mm-hmm. that'll that'll and that'll continue to be my question. Like what is that line? What is the line of acceptability? Yeah, so I doubt I doubt we're gonna find it here. Uh, unfortunately, like it'd be nice if what came out of this was like, here's the threshold, but they they'll keep it general. Well, yeah, we'll we'll eventually find the threshold when you know another purchase comes through for a studio that's smaller, and if it's a yes or a no, because right right now I think Bungie, no, Bl- not uh, Blizzard, uh, Bethesda. How much they buy Bethesda for? They bought Bethesda for like seven point five billion, and I think, Jesus. and I think, uh, and that's a that seems like a steal. It doesn't mean yeah, that's like agree. a really good fucking. I agree. It seems like a good deal. Like that seems like the, you know that's the like I would think that's you know Skyrim and Doom alone would be worth that. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking crazy, um, and then. I'm gonna look at Bungie right now. So yeah, they bought Bungie for 3.6 billion. So like, what what is the is the cutoff 8 billion? How much is Capcom worth? Um, that cannot be right. What does it say? Oh, that's in yen. Oh, thank fucking god. I was about to say, like, what the <laughs> fuck? One point one seven trillion dollars. What's Capcom been hiding? Are they fucking like secretly a military contractor? Jesus. Jeez. Um. 
Lordy, uh, Capcom is worth about seven billion dollars. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, yeah that would a, be right about that cutoff. Yeah, as of twenty nineteen, their net income is twelve point six billion yen per year. Yeah, but then you know, like yeah, that that's you know we'll see. Yep. Um. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how this goes. You know, Microsoft's been real uh, real acquisition happy, man, uh, and and you know with good reason because they gotta get caught up somehow. And you know, like, what are they gonna do? Like, spend the time and money to develop a bunch of studios? Considering the one studio they tried to do that with fucked up miserably, I don't think so. Yeah, why why would you do that when you can just buy another studio that's already successful? Well, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Like, to be fair, when was the last time Sony developed a studio though? Right. Like mm. um like let, let me look up SCE's studios. Like hold on. Let's see. Oh no, they're to their PlayStation Studios now. God damn yeah. it. I fucking hate all these name changes. What was wrong with they Sony Com- What what was wrong with Sony Computer Entertainment? Fucking nothing. Branding. Brand- uh, branding. Yeah, branding. It's like, okay, so they've had Sucker Punch since the PS2. Uh they've had fucking Sony Santa Monica since the PS2, same with San Diego. Polyphony Digital since the PS1, Naughty Dog since the PS1, well, technically the PS2, they've owned them since PS2, Media Molecule since PS3, London since PS3, Insomniac, they 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 bought, like, right after Spider-Man blew up, but, like, they've been working with Sony forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gorilla, they've owned since the PS2, Housemark has been on them since PS3, but they bought them after Returnal. I fucking have no idea what Fire Sprite is. They kind of helped develop Blue Point, but they really just bought them after they were successful. Uh, they've had Sony Bend for 20 years or so, 25 years. Uh, Team Asobi, I don't know how long they've been around. I know they're the Astro people. I don't know what else they've made. Um... Wow, yeah, I they, think it's it. Yeah, so they, just the Astro game. So yeah, that those are a recent development. Uh, Nixies has been around for twenty years and recently bought. I have I forget what Valkyrie Entertainment did. <laughs> oh, they they did uh, they did a mobile game called Guns Up and they helped with God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess someone they're developing maybe. And then Fire Sprite is doing Horizon VR. Ooh, oh, they're the ones doing the um, Horizon VR? Okay. Yeah, they're... Uh, I wasn't sure who was doing that. Yeah, they're doing uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Star Citizen, Theater, Star Citizen Theaters of War. That, they're just doing all... This is just a giant fucking VR studio, is what it is. Yep. So this is nobody gives a shit. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, outside of like Bluepoint and Asobi, Sony hasn't developed much either. So I'm not, like, overly enthused about their shit either when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. You know, And but, yeah, I, I don't know. I And to be fair, the amount of time and money it takes to start and develop a studio and pray to God you get a hit is something that these companies probably are not 
happy to wa- want to wait around for. Right. Right. Well, it's the same. It's it's the same um, like issue with movies, right? You you're rarely seeing new IPs because they know all these other IPs are are hits and will sell. So people that are complaining that they want new stuff uh, aren't going to get new stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Um. Next up is speaking of more good Microsoft news. Uh, they are raising prices on new first-party games built for the Series X and S. So, so game, weird. Dude, inflation? Dude, inflation? Look, they they fought off inflation longer than anyone but Nintendo. Good on them. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just think it's funny. Like, tech companies in general do this, right? Your competitor does something that people don't agree with, so you talk shit, and then a couple months later, you implement the same exact thing. Well, yeah. How long has that been happening, like, with cell phones? Like, fucking yeah. Samsung, like, we're never taking away the headphone jack one year later. Uh, Sorry, guys. But, by Turn- the way, the headphone ex- jack's gone. Turns out we need to get rid of the headphone jack so you can have a bigger battery. Deal with it. Get Bluetooth headphones or an adapter. We don't care. Yeah, shit happens all the time. But uh, yeah, they're gonna be seven. So this is only for games that are on uh, that are Microsoft published that are only on the new consoles. So your Forza, your Redfall, your Starfield, those will all be seventy dollars. Uh, regional pricing may differ. Uh, the re- the price reflects content scale and technical complexity of these titles. Says a Microsoft spokesperson. As with all games developed by our team's Xbox, they will also be available on day one with Game Pass. Um, yeah, so, you know, they, they, they yeah, that, no surprise. Um, it's an, it's an unfortunate truth, like, we, we are going back to the 90s where, hey, I hope you like that Mario 64 cartridge because it was $80. Yep, yep. Um, it's it's just so frustrating to me because it's not like when games went from fifty to sixty dollars. It's like oh, the tech got a lot more advanced, so we have to keep up. It's like yeah, the tech got more advanced, but you guys also have like more revenue streams than ever before. Like, like, th- like for real. Like, think about Forza. Think about how much fucking DLC Forza is gonna have. Like, think about that shit. There uh, is, a ton. Yeah, like... and they're uh, tra- a ton. Yeah, and it's going to be a games as a service, and it's going to make all the fucking money in the world, and, well, here we are. Yep. So, I don't... It's going to happen for all studios eventually, except maybe Nintendo. That's that's just that's just where we're at. Um, yeah, so... It just means I'll buy less video games, and well, you've got Game Pass. So I mean, it doesn't really. If, if you have Game Pass, this doesn't impact you too much unless you want to own your game. Right, and I feel that a lot of the people who are really into the Xbox ecosystem are Game Pass subscribers anyway. So this yeah. doesn't affect them much. This affects collectors, and this affects like people where Xbox is not their primary jam, and they don't have Game Pass. So yeah. Anyway. Still gonna play the shit out of Forza though. Game looks awesome. Right. Right. Uh. All right. Next up, more I'm more news Microsoft. I'm sure is happy about. 
For sure, no doubt. Hundreds of Microsoft Game Studios workers will vote on forming a union. Nearly 300 QA workers at video game studios owned by Microsoft have taken steps towards forming a union. According to a representative from the Communication Workers of America, which represents them, uh, it, why it matters. If it succeeds, it'll be the biggest effort to unionize yet seen in the video game industry. The testers who work on development teams in ZeniMax Studios groups of Bethesda, id Software, and others can signal their preference whether to form a union through signed union cards or electronic portal. Microsoft will voluntarily recognize the union if the majority of workers say they want it. Uh, the recognition, the recognition, yeah, the recognition would avoid the contentious National Labor Board relations uh, review process that slowed unionization efforts among testers at Activision Blizzard. Two Activision Blizzard QA teams formed unions this year via the NLRB administra- uh, administered process, including one studio last week. Um, they put Microsoft pledged earlier this year to remain neutral on unions. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Good. Um, good. This is all good news. Um, yeah. I, I hope it makes it to, say, Microsoft's vendors and contract workers, possibly the ones that work on government contracts. Good luck. But I, I hope so as well. <laughs> um,. That would be nice, cause you want you want to have the most soul sucking shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Working on a two hundred million dollar army contract, like doing all like making sure the service is put in, making sure the contract is entered into the system, and then getting paid like absurdly low wage for what the job is. Yep, feels super good. But yeah, that's uh, Microsoft had a really good week this week, and they didn't show jack shit at the Game Awards as well. Uh, so you know. Yeah, which was which was interesting, but that was a choice. Yeah. I, I can't believe they just didn't even like show some Starfield gameplay or something. Nothing. Yeah, they showed nothing. Like Forza's supposed to be out in three months. Why does the fucking like a lap around a track? There you go. Yeah, I don't even care. Just show me a car. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, just be like, look how sick these cars look. Yeah, you're done. That, that's all you had to do. You know? Maybe do a promotion with someone like this fucking, like, we're doing, we're bringing the Halo Warthog to Forza again. You know, and if you and if you play Forza, you get a special skin for it in Halo Infinite. There that's you right. go. That's right. Here's a, war, here's a Warthog in Forza. Lose your shit. Okay, we're done. Out. Yep. Awesome. Done. Instead, just fucking silent. And Phil Spencer was in the crowd. Like, I thought he was going to have an announcement. I really did. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Um, so, uh, speaking of fun labor news in the video game industry, uh, so the 4.8 million paid to ZA slash UM and one lawsuit dropped as the battle over Disco Elysium continues. ZA ZA slash UM partner and Disco Elysium executive producer. Uh, Cower Kender has withdrawn a lawsuit against the company's majority shareholder and CEO according to GameIndustry.biz. This move comes amid ongoing struggle between founding members of the studio and its current leadership core with development slash art collective claiming ZA slash UM's current CEO usurped his position through financial malfeasance. Both sides of the, the 
<clears throat> Both sides of that withdrawn lawsuit, Tender and Copas, are claiming victory, while one of those ousted founding developers told PC Gamer the fight is far from over. To recap, uh, Helen Hendepierre, uh, Alex Kander Rostov, uh, Robert uh, Korvitz, uh, these fucking names, bro, uh, were credited <laughs> as writer, artist, and lead designer, respectively, on Disco Elysium, and were founding members of the Artist Collective turned game developer. The setting grew out of the Friends group table ca- uh, top campaigns, and the first commercial work published uh, was the 2013 novel. Uh, Sacred and Terrible Air. All three had left the company by the end of 2021. Uh, these three, as well as uh, Martin Lugia, uh, or Luia, uh, who is credited as an editor on Disco Elysium and seems to have parted ways earlier in development, alleged they were forced out of the studio by the investor uh, Copus, who is credited under corporate finance, legal, and accounting on the game. The four claim that uh, Compass, who is currently the CEO, used uh, the company's own money to buy himself a majority share in it, allowing him to determine the studio's future. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Copus, meanwhile, has alleged verbal abuse, gender discrimination, and attempts to illegally sell ZA slash UM intellectual property uh, the pair were fired on these grounds and denies any financial wrongdoing. Uh, sure. What? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, let's, uh, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> re- uh, reports that Compass paid back $4.8 million to ZA in November. Uh, they That they reasonably provided for the transaction was received on the basis of void transaction. Uh, the, allegi- the allegation against Copus is they sold the company its own property and then used these uh, illegitimate proceeds to purchase, purchase his majority stake by now transferring $4.8 million to the company to repay it for a void transaction. The intended message seems to be that he didn't use the company money to buy his shares, but then why did he have the $4.8 million in the first place? <sighs> So, a whole bunch of drama going back and forth on this. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, This is shitty. This is really shitty to come out of a really good game. And, yeah. and and the story leading up to this game was so cool. Like, oh, it's a collective. Oh, it's, you know, they're, they're fucking doing this, like, the right way. A bunch of artists. Mm-hmm. And now... Uh, why is it always shitty finance, bro? Why is it always shitty finance, bro, man? Like, every time. Like, guaranteed. That's uh, usually how it works out. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, for real though, like yeah, yeah, it's always shitty finance, bro. Who like can't be like this was something that Jim Sterling used to say. They're never happy with with making money. They need all of the money. Mm-hmm. And it's like why, dude? It's it's like I, for real. Like I want you to think. Let's say his claim is legitimate. You have four point eight million fucking dollars. What the fuck are you doing? Retire forever. Go fuck off forever. You literally can afford to. Oh, like like tomorrow, if someone came to me and was like, "Bronson, here's four point eight million dollars." The first thing I'm doing is quitting my job and not worrying about making money. Yep. Oh, like. It's fucking just... Yeah, it's... 
it's absurd. Real shame that this is surrounding a really good gas game that appeared to be made correctly, but apparently might not yep. be. We'll never get a sequel. <sighs> a lot of games I like don't get sequels. That's okay. Um. All right. Next up is. Uh, Emily posted this one. Uh, the Uncharted series is being rebooted. Why? Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, wait, why? Why? Why are you doing this? This is... It's already good. Don't don't fuck it up. Don't, uh, don't touch it, it okay? It, it's done. Like, okay, you had six great games. You had six really good games. You had the four main ones, Legacy of uh, the fucking Legacy of the what's what's the Chloe thing? Lost Legacy. Lost With, Legacy. Uh, Chloe and Nathan. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, the, the Vita Vita. one. Yeah. Yeah, the Golden Abyss. Like all those yeah. were good. Like they were they were good games. Uh, three of them are great games. Uh, like you 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 could just let it go, motherfuckers. Uh, so. Supposedly is being rebooted, and the development of the new entry series will be handled by a studio other than Naughty Dog. Two independent. Also, why? Uh, probably because they're busy not making Last of Us Two multiplayer, even though they said they're planning to. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Um. So. So yeah. Uh, going forward though. Um. So. The then so uh, as posted on the leak.co, two independent sources revealed a uh, series created by Naughty Dog is being rebooted, and development will be handled by an unknown studio. The series creator will still be somewhat involved in the creation of the new entry, as Naughty Dog will assist this, the new studio. Uh, as development of the game is still early in stages, uh, we're not going to hear much for some time. Sony apparently decided to reboot it earlier this year before handing it to an unknown developer. Um, as for the leak, the leak.co doesn't have a proper track record when it comes to gaming leaks, but there may be some truth considering, uh, behind the reboot as reliable insider Tom Henderson confirmed on insider gaming that he heard some rumblings about the series in the past, but was not able to corroborate today. Corroborate today's report. Yes. Words are hard. Jesus. (laughs) As such, we need to take everything with a grain of salt until an official confirmation comes in. I don't, dude, the thing is, I don't know where you take Uncharted. Right, right back to where it started, I guess. Like, like. L- well, because like that story felt so done at the end of three, and it felt super done by the end of four, and like. I feel from a gameplay standpoint, you've kind of done everything you could do. I guess maybe you could, like, expand upon uh, the Lost Legacy, like, with, like, making these, like, a big open map that turns into traditional Uncharted in chunks of it. Well, if it's a, if it's a reboot, are we getting, like, like, is it even going to be a new story, or is it going to be the same thing? Like, a remake, but... But in a new, like a new area. Are they gonna reference the movie? Is that what's going on here? I hope not. I hope not. The movie yeah. wasn't that bad, but I hope not. Yeah, I, like, and it's just like earlier this year they put out that like PS5 one where it was just like 
you got four. Oh, the Legacy of Thieves collection? Yeah, you got four and the Lost Legacy on PS5, 4K, 30. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here going like, okay, but like, why aren't you doing one, two, and three as well? And like, the four is like one of the worst jumping in points. It's right. it's literally the end. Okay, I guess. I mean, I paid ten dollars. I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. They did a good job with this. But ah, fuck, dude. I don't know. Just what the fuck. Um. So yeah, that that's. Just why? What what? Well, I know why. Money. Money. Yep. Um, Un- Uncharted Prince Money. It does. It's a very big franchise. Like that, especially mm-hmm. that fourth one sold gangbusters. You know, I'm. I, you know that series did really well. Um. Okay. So. Uh, now we're ready for a bunch of game awards news. First one is man, that flute player was the real game of the year. Dude, sure. like the entire time we were watching that, I was just like, "Yo, this guy's having the, the time of his life." The, this guy like, knew <laughs> that that this was his moment, his one shot, and he took it. And he just right. bowled out hard, and we love him with, with every <laughs> instrument he had, not just the flute. Yeah, no, he was just like every single fucking instrument. It's like the uh, it's that hurt. Same with the hurdy gurdy guy. Like the hurdy gurdy yeah, guy was yeah. rocking. Rocking yeah. out super like, hard. hard. World of Warcraft. So yeah, like that's the yeah the the fucking good on him. Live your dream. Live your best life, my guy. Uh, um, and actually, that um, flute player, um, Pedro Eustache, he's a Venezuelan-born flautist and woodwind composer. Uh, worked on Steven Spielberg's Munich. Oh. Um, playing Middle Eastern flutes, reeds, and Armenian uh, duduk. Uh, he was also he also worked on the music for Dune with Hans Zimmer back uh, last year. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So this guy's got some game, and we appreciate him for it. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> on you, my guy. I hope that you get more moments in front of a stage like this. I hope they bring you back next year. Right. Uh, so this they have to uh, right. Like so they keep bringing back the dude who was like fuck the Oscars. Like okay, they gotta bring back this guy now. Um. Okay. So next up is uh, hey that dude, Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton guy, who we thought was an Elden Ring developer. Uh, was, uh, I have no words. <laughs> yeah, so uh, four members of the Elden Ring development team on like passing out high fives. A fifth unidentified person then came down a separate aisle to casually join them for the award acceptance. Uh, he simply hung in the back and clapped along during the uh, Elden Ring director Hideki 
uh, Miyazaki's acceptance speech, seeming to look toward Amara to make sure he could be seen on camera for his six seconds of fame. Uh, but he pushed forward to take the mic himself right afterward. While the final music was playing, he said the following to a confused crowd. Hey, my turn. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say I want to nominate this award to my reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. And then the everyone was very fucking confused. Uh, and the broadcast camera also pulled super far out, presumably once producers realized what was going on. Um, and yeah. I actually uh, found an article about this. Uh, an updated one. I can't remember where it was. Um, but it's basically about that kid. And apparently there was something on one of my other discords saying that he's the same guy who did like the free Hong Kong. Yep. Yep. Rant same. on Infowars. Yeah. Yep. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Why? Uh, why? Just, well, why? I mean, why not? If you're going to get away with it, the, the, the thing that I'm actually more appalled oh, at, is, he didn't get away with it this time though. Well, yeah, that's he thought he could though. Um, my big thing that I'm more appalled at is like, what if this was like a shooter or, or, yeah. or what if this, Oh yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. Or what if this was like, you know, like something like something dangerous and not just some punk kid. Like that that's my big like worry about this, I guess. Well, I'm sure they have security that when you go in. Right. Yeah. They, but, they just don't have any once you're in. Yeah, but like if you can get past that one layer of security just and just ah oh, man, alright, cool, time to go murder all this talent in the video game industry. Uh, like kinda seems fucked up. Maybe that's just me. But no, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, yeah. So Jeff Keeley tweeted uh, shortly after the show: the individual who interrupted our game of the year moment has been arrested. Um. Also, man, someone on that production team got fired. <laughs> someone yep. on the, the production team and the security team got fucking fired real fast. Like. And- I read on that article, he originally sat with um, the game of the God of War team. Yeah. Because of how well they were doing. But last oh, second. they would get. That makes sense. But last second, he got with Hidetaka Miyazaki and his team. Well, well. For Elden Ring. Well, well no, he walked. snuck in with them. Well, he, he snuck in. Like, they were in one row. He was in another. And he started walking up with them. Like, like he, he, he like started moving the second they started moving and just joined in with the mob. But it's like, um, I feel like this should have been something where like the production team should know, okay, if these people win, it's going to be these four dudes. If these people win, it's going to be these four dudes. If these people are win, it's going to be these four dudes. If you see someone else, you fucking call security and cut their mic if they get on one. Uh, I guarantee you they're going to do that now. Well, no well, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I should have thought about it like ahead of time, but um, yeah. So I don't, dude. Like, like what? Could you imagine if some shit like this happened at like the Oscars or the fucking Grammys or some shit? People would have a field day, right? Like every single writer in 
like newspaper and gossip columnists, they would go ape shit on that. Every newscaster, they would go nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people that run those award shows, they would just they would have an aneurysm at that point. Well, yeah. Like, why the fuck did we not see this? Yeah, like this is this is so bad. Like, come on. Like it was like it was funny for us as the people like watching it, but like, it's like I, Whoa, what? But Whoa, what? yeah, we were very much like, what the fuck is happening? Okay, I guess exactly. <laughs> well, and you could hear like the people. You could hear the confusion in the crowd. Yeah, it's like, right yeah. after he said it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Better security next year. Let's not get Miyazaki shot in the face one year, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Um, okay, so next up is all the announcements that came out of the Game Awards. We're going to kind of do these rapid fire. Um, so Final Fantasy 16, newest trailer came out. It looks fucking sick. I hope yeah, that that's great. That combat, if it's as good as Devil May Cry, I will love this game. And it'll be the first Final And pick Final it up day one? Uh, I'll be renting it day one. Yeah, fair. Um, there's just so much shit coming out like next year. It's it's like, especially like early now. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, what about what about you, Jesse? I'm sure this is day one for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of shit coming out that month, but that is a day one buy and play. Yeah. Um. Next up is uh, Armored Core Six. That's happening. No gameplay though. Day one. Uh, Hayden. I don't that's know what day, day one, one is, you. but that's yeah, absolutely. It, it'll be. I've been next waiting year. for a new Armored Core for so long. They're saying it's next year. Like there's, there's so keep your eyes out on that one. Yeah. Um. Next up is Hades Two was announced with a gameplay trailer. Uh, it's gonna be in the original world. Uh, and developer Supergiant is set to start early access next year, same way they did the last one. It's the Supergiant's first direct sequel, right? Yep. Yes, it is. Yep. A studio that has never done direct sequels. They they did right here. Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, Hades. So and now Hades too. Yeah, this is this is a day one for it. Actually, got me like replaying Hades on my Switch. Nice. So, uh, Ken Levine, creator of Bioshock, finally uh, showed off his new game and studio. Judas, which uh, this it looks like Bioshock. It does. Yep. Uh, which I mean, you know, if you want to make space Bioshock, which is kind of what it looks like, I'm all for it. Fuck yeah, let's go. Uh, so you know, this is what it says: uh, a disintegrating starship, a desperate escape plan. Uh, you are the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke, or will you leave it to burn and then didn't say a date or anything? Uh, Death Stranding 2. We are getting an extended look at the sequel to 2019 original and get a glimpse of a fragile and older Sam Porter Bridges. It's interesting to note that the script for Death Death Stranding 2 is rewritten after COVID-19. Yeah. I, well, yeah, because Death Stranding was so accurate to what COVID felt like. To be right. fair, mm-hmm. it's just it's just you anymore. Yeah. Like, 
Um, hold on. I, I need to... That, there, there's a quote that came out of it. Uh, th there's a quote regarding Death Stranding, which it, it's funny. Death Stranding came out like six months or like four months before COVID happened. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Um, how, uh, let's see how Cody, Hideo Kojima predicted the future. You know, and then it's an article, Death Stranding, Lockdowns and Loneliness. Um, and then, yeah, uh, you know, there's just like, Sam works as a porter who delivers goods and services to Americans, connected them via networking technology. It's unsafe for anyone to leave their home due to the dangerous weather, weather phenomena called Timefall, and fans of Point of the Wary, it bears resemblance to lockdowns that most of the world was plunged into. And I'm just saying, you played MGS2, the man's a prophet, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Game looks great, I just hope it doesn't play like shit. It'll probably play like the first one, so if you enjoyed that... No, no I did not. Well, then you probably won't enjoy the second. Um, <laughs> Idris Elba is joining Cyberpunk 2020, uh, 2077 Phantom Liberty... And they put out a new gameplay trailer. Uh, this update is only going to be for the next-gen and PC versions. Um, yeah. So mad. All right. I need to finish that game. Uh, new Star Wars Jedi Survivor trailer confirms a Mar... I am so excited for this. Yeah, I, I thought all the joy and excitement I had for Star Wars properties died... But uh, this this gave me a little bit of hope. Something about Jedi's with beards. I don't know. It's right. Obi Wan was good this year. Jedi with a beard. Maybe that's the secret. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like, come on. Uh, but yeah. March seventeenth, folks. God, it's I right. Gotta finish the first one. Um, it's right around when Resident Evil's out, and I'm mo far more committed to Resident Evil. But I'm gonna play this. Uh, I may wait for a price drop, but I'm definitely playing it. Um, next up, Diablo 4 arrives in June. Basically, it Diablo 4 June, June 6th. If you pre-order, you get you get early access to the open beta. Yep. Uh, and then in the fine print, it says that the open beta will uh, be open for at least two days. What? So, so cool. I two mean, days? Yeah, and, and if at, you, at least two days. And it, yeah. And if you do the uh, if you do there, so they have a bunch of different editions of it already up for pre order. I'm gonna pull this mm -hmm. up on the screen in a minute here. Give me a sec. Uh, Diablo Four. Pre-purchase. So, you get access to the game. So, in the fancy editions, you get a special cosmetic set, a World of Warcraft mount, a Diablo 3 uh, pet and wings, a light bearer mount, open beta early access, uh, four days early to the release of the proper game. That's not going to fuck up the economy, I bet. Uh, oh. Temptation mount, Hellborn Carapace mount, premium seasonal battle pass unlock, 
And then if you get the big, big fancy edition or another $10, you get Wings of the Creator emote and an even faster battle pass, plus 20 tier skips and cosmetics. Um, I, you know, this seems fine. I, I you know, like, I, this isn't any... I'm sure people that love Diablo are excited. I, I love Diablo. So, you know, great really cool i love diablo but i'm not also like i'm not pre-ordering this if i get into the beta i get into the beta but otherwise nah i can wait till the full release i have plenty of shit to play it the, the game looks great it looks like they're really sticking to what diablo is but yeah uh street fighter 6 will be out june 2nd dude the first half That's of so the- far away no that is so close the first half of next year is so fucking crazy yeah. Um, huh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is out on May 26th, and it will be Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. R.I.P. Batman. Um, they did a clip of the Mario movie. It looks fantastic. Can't wait. Um, so... Uh, Tekken 8 had a trailer. Uh, Jin Cosma's mother, June Cosmo, will be returning as a playable character after seemingly dying in Tekken 2. We also get a look, good look at how combat will feel with new iterations of King, Paul, Lars, Martial Law, and Jack 8. It look good. And it's next-gen only. Yep. Uh, the, that, that game looks very pretty. I'm looking forward to playing it. And being like, oh, this game looks great, and the story's fucking dumb. I love it, but I hate playing yeah, this. And then never playing it again. Yep. <laughs> uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC is out exclusively for PS5. Arrives in April. Uh, it'll take Aloy to Los Angeles on, on April 19th. Um, this is... Eh. <laughs> you know. Yep. It's about how I felt. I, I don't ever want to go to Los Angeles, so that's, that's not a selling point. So. Uh, Crash Team Rumble is a new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023. Um, spiritual successor to Crash Bash, everybody. Uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 gameplay revealed. Celeste create Celeste the creator of Celeste Jesus uh, did a trailer for a new game called Earthblade and they confirmed it for 2024. <sighs> I don't know I I barely finished Celeste and I was kind of burnt out by the time I was done with it so I I kind of don't need more. Really like Celeste I think I will I'll keep an eye on it I don't know if I'll get this but I really like Celeste. Yeah, uh, Bayonetta Origins, the biggest blue balls of the evening. Uh, Sarai- yeah, what a weird trailer. Bayonetta Origins, Sereza and the Lost Demons is a new spinoff set in the franchise and universe and will be out in March. Hellboy is getting a stylish video game adaptation. It is going to be a roguelite action-adventure with an original story. Um, Definitely keeping my eyes out on that one, because... For sure. Hellboy. Yep. Uh, crime boss Rocky City announced with cast including Chuck Norris, Jenny, Danny Trejo, 
And I had to reread this headline because I couldn't believe it. Vanilla fucking ice. I am just like, what in the actual uh-huh. shit? Okay. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is a stealth action FPS that tasks players with becoming leaders of criminal underworld in a fictional version of 1990s Florida. Uh, Lords of the Fallen first. Uh, Lords the Lords of the Fallen first gameplay revealed for the Souls like reboot. Last of Us Part One for uh, yeah. Last of Us Part One for PC is coming out in March. That's cool, I guess. It's $60. Don't think it's worth it. Uh, Returnal is coming to PC early next year. You didn't get a chance to play that game? Uh, I have a PlayStation Premium membership. That's when I'm going to give it a look. The game is so good. I I typically don't like roguelikes. The, that, the list of roguelikes I have liked is like Hades and Rogue Legacy. And, and kind of slay the spire. Yeah, and those are all good roguelikes. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll give. So this is a, Returnal. I, like my 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 problem with it is, is I always get bored of them. Like I'm just like, okay, I literally feel like I've done the same shit for ten hours. Oh and right, no progress. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. If you did like a DMC one, that would get me fucking going but uh after a heated battle uh genshin uh, uh, genshin impact wins players voice uh and the Baldur's gate three gets a release window of august of this year the forespoken demo is now on psn transformers getting an online action game with no gameplay shown uh, single-player magic first-person shooter with no gameplay called uh, Immortals of Avium announced. Gearbox announces Remnant 2 for next year. Blue Protocol will be released to North America courtesy of Amazon Games. It is an anime-inspired MMORPG that is described as anime come to life that features five classes, Blade Warden, Twin Striker, Keen Strider, Spell Weaver, and Foe Breaker. I, that thing looked cool, but I, the the what I said during the show was like, I don't have time for a whole bunch of games as a service these days. So right, right. You know, I I hope it does well, but it not for me. Like I, I'll play it because I like the genre, but I don't know if I can commit to it in a real way. Um, and that's the problem. Uh. Mm. Surreal Platformer After Us was announced. This was a game that during the show I said, man, if I was still in my games that are art, hippie critic phase, I would have loved this. But... Oh, fuck. They they did really... They they showed a lot at this. They really did. Sorry for the loud noise, everyone. Boot up a trailer. Uh, Replaced that new futuristic cyberpunk uh, that was like set in alternative 1980s America that takes yeah. players to a trailer park and whatnot. That looked really cool. That was a really mm-hmm. good showcase. Vampire Survivors is now on phones. Val- and is getting DLC. Yeah, Valiant Hearts is now on phones. 
uh, Dead Cells gets Castlevania DLC to the second biggest blue balling of the entire fucking show. Um, ah, God, I've never been so upset by a trailer. Dead Cells is so good, though. I, I don't... It, it has that roguelite problem, bro. Of just, like... I'm Not just, a problem. Not no, a problem. big problem. Like, I'm just so... Like, I get, like, five, ten hours into these games and then just, like, fuck it. I'm just like, ugh, I'm bored. Oh. Uh, I feel like nothing happened. Um... Wild Hearts got a gameplay trailer. Call of Duty is getting co-op raids. Yes, yeah, they announced that a while ago. Uh, Fire Emblem is getting DLC. Dune is getting an Awakening and in, got an in-game trailer. Destiny Lightfall got a big-ass trailer. Among Us is getting a hide-and-seek thing. Uh, and then uh, they showed off Horizon VR, and it looked just god awful. So, and that was that. Oh, and then uh, hey guys, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. Shocking Good. nobody. Good. <laughs> it's it, I haven't played enough, but I've watched a lot of Aaron play it, and it does seem like. It definitely seems like the most innovative game of the year from a gameplay perspective. Um, it you know just by looking at is it gonna be my favorite to play? No, that's probably gonna end up being God of War at the end of the end of stuff. I got a couple more things I need to play, but like I I've been slowly chipping away at my game of the year list. You know we got our top ten list in a little under a month, where everyone on the podcast says their top ten games of the year. Um, I think Fantasy Critic actually might be done. For those of you that don't know, we do a thing called Fantasy Critic, where we, uh, where what we do is we, like, pick games, like, kind of like a fantasy football draft, and see how they're going to do on Metacritic. Um, I think... I know my list is done for the year. Yeah, yours is done. Uh, I think I picked up something... Mine is done. I think I picked up something last second as like a Hail Mary. Um I totally forgot I picked up Play Tail. Uh man, I got a negative point from Gotham Knights. Uh, Alright, yeah, it looks yeah, it looks like we're done. So the final standings in dead last with three delays and a minus seven from Saints Row and no pickups through the year. Thirty six with only good games games. Uh in in third place we have Wishful Thinking Games. With a 105, uh, no negative points like me and Aaron. Uh, what what you know? A, a lot of eights, a lot of eights. Uh, then Jesse rocking a 108. Uh, probably could have got more if Pokemon didn't review like trash. And Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yeah, though, and then Callisto yeah. Protocol also got you nothing. Yes. Uh, then I'm in first with 142, uh, because I, I look, I took no risks. I, I took next to no risks beyond Gotham Knights and Destiny, and Destiny should not have paid off as well as it did. 
Like there, a Destiny expansion game in '88. Like, dude, no way. I, I I would not have bet that. But I was, sh- you know, I got negative one from Gotham Knights. Um, you know, I picked off, I picked up Warhammer and Plague Tale throughout the year. I mean, you know, like the thing is, is just you only have one game you can drop to pick up, or two, no, just one to pick up yeah, something before the end of the year. So yeah, it's done. What's coming out. What's coming out. Let's take a look. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what's coming yeah, what's out? What's coming out in the next like two weeks? <laughs> yep. Uh, so so I am the champion, which means oh, you know what? I can pick up Crisis Core. Get fucked. <laughs> I think it's out. I think it comes out Tuesday. Oh my god, you can't pick it up. It's, <laughs> I don't think it, it would have to get. It would have to get like a ninety-five. Get... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Crisis Core, gonna bring it home, baby, <laughs> with the ninety-five. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, man. So, Fantasy Critic is done. That means next year's draft, Aaron is picking number one for sure. Um, oof. Man. Aaron had such a rough year looking at this, man. He did. Uh, yeah. God, that Elden Ring pick. Yeah, that was like... To, to be fair, Jesse's God of War pick was also pretty good. It's just that anything that you get that's above a 90 gets absurd extra value. Yeah. 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 Which those were the two that scored above a ninety. So we we had very big built in advantage. Um God, I can't believe how badly Pokemon bombed. That was a that was a yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, anyway, hey guys, we're gonna talk about what we've been playing and then call it a day because I wanna go take a nap because I slept like shit last night. So hey, Jesse, what you been playing? Not a lot. I've been stuck at work like late most Aww. nights. So I I finished Callisto Protocol. I've heard really bad things about that game. It's it's not terrible, but it's not good. Uh, yeah, I heard it's really short too. Yeah, it, it probably I, took I've, me like I've, ten I've, hours. I've, That's what it, my boss said. Yeah, said it took him like ten hours. For a second, it sounded like you said two hours, and I was like, "Fuck!" They're charging sixty bucks for this. <laughs> Yeah, if it, no. if it was two hours, I can get that platinum. I have one, I have one trophy left, and I've got to beat it on the hardest setting, but that means i got to go back and play through it again, and I don't know that I have that in me. Oh. That nearly just made me do a spit take. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like... It's an okay game. It's not terribly scary. I, I jumped at two points, and they were both jump scares. Mm. Um, but that's it. The story wasn't all that great. Um, the I think the performances in the game were pretty good. The... Like the sound atmosphere was pretty good. Uh, the gameplay sucks. The gunplay sucks. Um, it was not a, not a great game. Would not would not buy. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy. Uh, I got two more games. Final Fantasy fourteen. We cleared P success last night for the first time. Uh, last poll of the Jared, night, we Jared. killed it. We we had, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of activity of that in the in the Discord yeah. this week. Jerica got her P eight, you got your P six. Good job, guys. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, we killed it last poll of the night with half a second left on the rage timer. Very uh, nice. Very so it was nice. very very close. Damn. Uh, but it was it was good. It's a it's a fun fight. I like that fight a lot more than P five S. 
Um, and then in Final Fantasy fourteen, my evoker hit seventy, but I am still at the beginning of the Azure steps. Uh, oh, hey, we got uh, a comment from the Black Catter. Hello. Got a way to go. We got through all the news. We're talking about what we've been playing. Uh, but you mean in WoW, by the way. You said yeah, yeah, right now, yeah, huh? yeah. Um. Yep. That's that's it for me. All right. Uh. Yeah. So in WoW, so this week I played some Hades because I got the itch after seeing the trailer for the second one. And then the rest of the time was spent on WoW. Uh, I geared up, got into Mythics. I have had the literal... So, let me tell you, I have found a way to kind of game the system with Mythics, uh, with gearing. Get into a group with a bunch of other plate wearers, if you wear plate or cloth, if you wear cloth, whatever it is, uh, and if they're more geared than you, you can get their gear. Oh yeah, yeah. So so that's the way to go. So I have gotten seven pieces of gear in six mythics, and then on my and then I cr- put in a work order for one uh, like three eighty two piece. So now I I need to run two more mythics for my world tour to be done. But other but yeah. So like ideally this upcoming week for mythic plus and raids like I should have. By the time raids come around next Sunday, when I want to raid, I should have almost a full epic set, if not a full epic set. Nice. So, and I'm currently item level 365. Uh, my dragon is almost maxed out. I only need four more glyphs. Uh, nice. I still need to farm a shit ton of reputation because I want a black and a red dragon. Oof. Yeah. Um, I got the whole. So, I really like the dragon you get from the Azure Span. That's probably my favorite one. Uh, the Highland Drake, I think it's called. And, it's the blue. Yeah, it's the blue one. And then uh, that thing, I love the look of it, but I want it to be red or black. So the only reputation I've been bothering with is Rathian or uh, the Expedition. That's literally it. Right, right. Uh, so I've been doing that and gearing, and like I've just been having such a fun time. Like, like the side quests are super fun, and they award, and, like, with the exception of, like, gear, nothing gives your character power. Like, it's literally just gear. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Like, it's gear and then gems and enchants. And we are literally going back to, like, Wrath slash TBC. Like, there's no attunements. Like, there are some story quest line stuff, but it's, like, finish the story campaign... And cool, start gearing. You know, and like once you're geared enough to hit whatever goal you want, it's like, yeah, dude, just go out into the world and do stuff uh, to earn cosmetics or achievements. And it's awesome. It's great. They did a great job with that. Uh, I, I, and I just love when there's like community events going on. Like the, the, you'll get to this when you're in Endgame. Like there's that uh, Tuscar feast. That you participate in, or like you'll be doing like yesterday. I was in a group with four random strangers for two hours while Stella was doing D and D, just killing, uh, killing stuff at the Obsidian Citadel to get Obsidian keys to farm rep with Rathion. And then occasionally yeah. we'd run into another party and they'd help us kill shit. And it would just be ten of us rolling as a squad doing shit, like, just murdering everything like a buzzsaw, and then every now and then an event happens where a rare will spawn, and then literally everyone in the zone flocks to it and clubs it to death like a baby seal. 
Well, and it's it, it it's just like it's it's not super engaging, but like it is. But for some, there's like this sense of camaraderie and fun with it. It's kind of like it almost feels like a Final Fantasy Hunt Train a little bit, but a little different. Um, a little more consistent, I guess I would say. Uh, so yeah, I, I, and, and the thing is, is if you're just the type of person who wants to come in, raid, and then log off, or run your keys, and then log off, you totally can. Easily. Like, it, it like, if I wanted to, I'd get my two other mythics done for the week, and then, like, I'm done until, um, until the, until Tuesday. And I love that. It, it's fantastic. They're going back to the stuff where, like, cosmetics matter. Because I want my dragon to look awesome. Um, yeah. Have you done anything with uh, professions yet? So I am. So I only. I'm a gatherer on every character except my mage. My mage is a tailor, and he is not leveled because he is going through the game with uh, Stella. So he is. Gotcha. Going, so he's at a. But I fucked around with gathering professions, and like they have their own talent trees now. And you yeah, can, they have their own like builds and specializations and stuff. Yeah, and I kind of just did the thing where it's just like, well, I just want raw more raw materials to sell. Yeah. So, yeah, know, like that's that's where I'm at with that. So, uh, yeah, but that that was that was a blast, man. Uh, it I'm not gonna say oh World of Warcraft save, but this is probably the best opener to an expansion they've had since Legion. May, maybe even since Mop. So, yeah. Like, I had a blast leveling. The leveling experience was super fun. Uh, like, it, it was quick and easy, and all four zones had, like, in, engaging enough story. The side quests are really great. Like, the one you do in the Waking Shore with the Ecologist. The, the, yes. The one that'll make you cry your eyes out where you listen to that dwarf tell that story. Yep. Uh, the other one that'll make you cry your eyes out at the bar with the old orc like yeah yeah there's a lot of good there's a lot of good content yeah that like the side quests in this are so fucking good like normally lore master feels like a chore sometimes there are some good side quests but like if you have to do eight zones or eight storylines to get lore master in the past like six of them would be shit this time like all of them felt really good some of them were really short. Uh, like, there's this one that you in the last zone where you go to a spa and rescue it from a primalist attack. And it's, like, super short, but it's, like, really funny. And, like, one of them is, like, you kill all these primalists, but their guts exploded everywhere, and you have to go clean it up. And yes. then you go back to the spa manager, and he's like... Uh, I don't want to know. Uh, you you need to go clean up though. I what I assume are primalist organs all over you. Just just go take care of that. Primalist pieces. Yeah, like it's it's really funny. Like it's it's really like, and that's another thing. The side quests are really good. Like there there's some heartwarming ones. There's some sad ones. There's funny ones. Uh, I helped two gay centaurs get married. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was neat. Right now, I'm working on one where I'm like teaching this worthless dog to be useful to the centaur tribe. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, 
That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, like I, it's yeah, and then the ending of the main story, dude. If you like bronze dragon bullshit, it's some good bronze dragon timey wimey bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's so good, and I'm like I, it's not like in Shadowlands, for example, where I just like. I looked at fucking conduits and then Torghast uh, after doing Torghast like twice and like I, I looked at all these different systems and when I was like there's a lot of chores there's a lot of shitty chores that make me not want to play the game versus um versus this game where it doesn't feel like chores at all it feels just like a fun video game like sometimes I'll literally just log on and fucking fly around on my dragon because it's so much fun. Like w- especially once you have it like mostly or fully upgraded with the six vigors, and you can just keep going for almost ever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that leaves uh M, because uh, that, that was Dragonfly. It's great so far. Um, for what I've been playing, uh, I actually dipped my toes into Sky. Oh yeah, that was free, and they talked about that at the Game Awards. I was like, I didn't even know this existed. It was originally a mobile game that came out like three years 2019, ago, 2019. Yeah, I think yeah. is what it was. Yeah, we talked about the the awards. I'm like, I didn't even know this came out. I didn't even know the Journey people made a game after Journey. So yeah, it's really pretty. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, like, I, I oh wa- my god, it's really pretty. Um, what, what, I started tearing up a couple times what, during the game because it's so like. So so, what is the gimmick of that thing? Because journey, it was like you go through this literal journey and like you find people and occasionally you're with them. Sometimes they drop off. Sometimes they're with you. You can't actually voice chat. You have to ping flower. It was like a journey through nature as the wind. Like what what what's the gimmick here? You fly. You fly. Like. You can use birds and clouds to help your flight to the next area Mm. sort of thing. And yeah, you have wings like early on and you, as you go through and progress and free the spirits and all this stuff, that flight gets like stronger and stronger. Like mine is I think level seven Mm -hmm. and my next upgrade is at 10. Okay. Shows you how much I've been playing to that shit. <laughs> Hair. Um, but you could do also customizations with how your hair looks and your outfit and your wings and all this stuff. And you get, and there's these talent trees with each uh, thing you get. Like, you'll get a reaction from the spirits, and after a certain point, they'll give you option to upgrade it. Like to make it like a little more prominent, I guess. But it's pretty, it's really fun. Um, I've also been playing Dreamlight Valley, especially after the uh, update that they just had on Tuesday. Okay. What'd they add? Um, they did, uh, you can turn the uh, lampposts and the plaza on and off. It doesn't go automatically. You have the option to turn them on and off yourself, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. Okay. Nice. Like uh, when you get them to your village, Buzz has a um, a trailer 
mm-hmm. like camping trailer and all that. Um, Woody has a carousel from Toy Story 4. Little rundown, but it's pretty cool. And Stitch is on my island. This is really interesting, too, because you'll trigger a uh, a quest when you find Donald's sock. Okay. <laughs> and it's covered in, like, this... Like, in his saliva. The, the Donald... Yeah. <laughs> Do- Donald Duck... Gross. Saliva. No, it's Stitch saliva. Ah, uh, okay. Ew. And... It, Donald keeps going on and on about how they're sock stealing aliens. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty that good. Pretty good. That, that, that's, pretty that, good. That, that's pretty solid. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you wait a few days to get the next one, which is what was it? Uh, it was Goofy. Was the next one? Mm. It was like orange, mostly on the sock, with like green on the top, kind of like how Goofy looks and all that. Uh, and then you wait a few more days after that to find a knitted sock, which is Merlin's. And that's when you get Stitch. Huh. And it's. Huh. And he crash lands on the island. Down near, uh, does, down near the beach. And it's, it's pretty great. Does it leave a crater? No, but his ship is stuck in the sand. Okay, all right. Like, it's like... I'll take it. It's like... I'll, t- I'll take that, yeah. And all over the place. Okay. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nice. Oh, well... All right, well... Cool. Uh, that's, that's it, everyone. Uh, quick show this week. Aaron's not here. Uh, I just... Had a very rough week... And on the back half there, shit sleep. So uh, next week we'll be back with our normal stuff. Uh, we got Halo on Monday, Monday. at seven. We have um, uh, we have ranking the MCU, the end of Phase Four. Hopefully, hopefully. Tuesday. Hopefully, Eric's not sick or Derek's not sick. I'm not tired. Stuff like that. Uh, hopefully that finally happens and we can review Black Panther 2 it's been a month and Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special uh, anyway we'll be back then follow us on Twitter, go to our Discord it's, it's very it's cool, nice people uh, you know who like to talk about video games, comics anime, sports pets uh, not all, sorts of, all sorts of stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah. oh good timing, good timing Yeah. <laughs> it's like we planned it wait what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, keep going. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, not safe for work stuff. All right. Anyway, we love you guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Super Gamecast 2. Hey, we stream every recording of these episodes live on Twitch. So if you want to join us, you can find us at twitch.tv slash supergamecraft. If you want to see the video version of this episode, be sure to search Super Gamecraft on YouTube to find our channel, where we post the full stream every week. We also stream video games on Twitch. I know, weird. A schedule can be found on our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Finally, the best place to stay informed and in touch with us is on our Discord. To get there, head to our Twitch page and click the Discord link in our About section. Special thanks to that headband guy for his cover of Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2, 
and to Overclocked Remix for their collection of video game covers that we use for our streams, videos, and podcasts. That's all for us. We love you, thank you, and we'll catch you later.